0: To a Burst of Hope podcast with your co-hosts, Kim Stanley and Martha Wilson, who couldn't use a little hope, encouragement, and inspiration. Tune in every week as we share heart-to-heart conversation with other hope seekers. Join us at the table for real talk that will meet you right where you are. So go ahead, press pause on worry, overwhelm, and crazy, and breathe in God of Hope. Hello listeners, we're so glad you're here today. Welcome to A Burst of Hope. This is episode number 22, and we're excited that you're joining us at the table today. Martha and I are really, really blessed to have a dear friend, Susan Boykin, with us today. And um, man, I, we've been so looking forward to this for a long time. Yes. And Susan and I go way back like to Sunday school class in the probably in early 90s, mm-hmm. over 30 years ago, or good 30 years ago at our church. And our kids have grown up together. We were just sharing stories before about playing dress up and watching our kids grow up. And um, it's just been a blessing to have you as a sister all these years. And um, of course, we have gone through lots of life and touching hearts together. And, and um, I'm just so blessed that you're here today to share your story of hope
1: with us. Thank you.
2: Yes, Susan, we're looking forward to how God's going to use you today, and we've anticipated the time that we would sit at the table with you, and as we were just waiting to push the record button today, what came to me was, I'm excited to hear hope through you, because every time I am with you, Mm. hope rises in me. You don't know this, but even when you send a text, um, I feel hope rising up, and it's like I look upon the little pieces I know of your life. And I and I just, I pray, Lord, I want to do my walk like that. So I'm excited for our new friends to our podcast to hear your story today. So uh, friends, listeners, pull your chair up close yes. today and lean in because we know that uh, it's going to be a rich time. So mm-hmm. Susan, just feel free to jump in and... Start wherever on your story.
1: Well, thank you, it's such an honor to be here. I um, I totally love Martha and Kim. I have known them for a very long time, and they are not only just dear friends to me, but they are mentors to me, and they have taught me so much through the years, through my time at Touching Hearts, so it's a blessing to be around the table with them today. And, um, and I do want to share my story with you today, and um, really focusing more on the last 11 years. Um, and I've walked through just a journey of, um, a lot of hurt, a lot of loss, a lot of pain, um, a lot of disappointment. Um, but I've also walked through great blessing and I've, I've experienced the Lord in just some amazing ways in my life. So I just want to share some of those. So I'm just going to start you off yeah, in, in uh, the year 2011 and, um, in that year, I was um, diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. And it kind of just came out of nowhere. I had no family history or no indicators of that. And uh, I had a, um, a double mastectomy, had um, six months of chemo, had six weeks of radiation, and a year worth of surgeries uh, for reconstruction. And it was a hard two-year journey, and it was a time when the Lord really just put me down. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in a recliner in my bedroom for weeks at a time. And in that time, I I got into the Word of the Lord. And I would read it. I would memorize it. I would listen to it. I had um, a CD and I would play it as I would just lay in that chair, just the promises of the Lord. And um, the Lord spoke to me in just profound ways in that time where he just, he slowed me down. He really just not only slowed me down, he just stopped me. Yeah. And um, and it was beautiful what he showed me through his word. And he, he really showed me in that time, not only just memorizing the word of the Lord. But he really opened up a new thing to me of declaring and speaking and praying the word of God, which is a whole new dimension of power when you do that. And it was just such a richness in that walk in my time. And I had begun probably a year before that. I had started to Take certain scriptures and memorize them. And I called it planting my garden. Mm-hmm. And I began planting those scriptures in me. And my garden just grew unbelievably during that time as I began to, to know the Lord in such a richer way. And before I even got to the final surgery of that breast cancer journey, my husband of 31 years died of a massive heart attack mm-hmm. and I, in a moment he was gone yes. and i said I, I didn't even get to tell him goodbye mm-hmm. and that was that was so so hard it mm-hmm. was like in a moment my person who was my provider my protector my love the father of my children mm-hmm. He was just gone, yeah. and it, it was just heartbreaking, just heartbreaking. And um, but the goodness of the Lord, the night that I um, he died, I just started reading the the devotion book, Jesus Today, which mm-hmm. is by Sarah Young, and I read that devotion that night, and it was like when I read it. It was as if the Lord had pinned that devotion just for me when I read it. And it started off, and it said, You are on a treacherous trail, not of your choosing, and you can't even see where you're going, but trust me. Wow. And the ending part of that said, And watch to see what I will do Mm. and I can't tell you how many times when I was lonely figuring out how I was going to make it financially watching my children struggle my heart aching and breaking how many times I would go back to that devotion and I would go okay Lord Mm -hmm. you told me to trust you Mm -hmm. I don't understand it I don't see the way out but I'm going to trust you and I'm going to watch to see what you're going to do in all of this. And it was just so precious of the Lord to give me that word. Yes, yes. And I remember one morning I was I was getting dressed to go to church. And the Lord will speak to me so many times through signs, you know. And I was getting dressed and there was, um, I have a like a, a big window in my bathroom. And right outside that window, there's this tree. And there was this bird that was singing. And I have never heard a bird sing so loud in my life. And it was like in February. It was like wow. when the birds are not even really out. And finally, I had to go and I had to just look out the window and I had to just see this bird. And it was sitting on a branch and it was it had its little head back and it was just mm-hmm. tweeting as loud as it could tweet. And in that moment, the Lord just reminded me of the verse about how... He takes care of the birds and how they don't have to to worry about anything, where their next food is coming from or anything. He loves them that much, and He takes care of them. And it was like He said to me, I love you so much more, so much more than that. And I've got this. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to meet every single need that you have. And I really, I've just watched the Lord over and over and over take care of things for me that I could never have done on my own. And you just have to look back and you just have to go, but God did that, but mm-hmm. God did that, mm-hmm. and God did that. And it, it's it's such an uh, increase to my faith because I look back and watch and see God's faithfulness, and I see His provision, and mm-hmm. I see His goodness. Mm-hmm. And,
2: you know, Susan, I think that comes out of your heart being tuned to watch for Him and listen for Him because we can we can miss Him. But you knew that was God that spoke to you in the devotion. Mm-hmm. Yes. You knew that it was God that spoke to you through His Word, and you knew that it was God that spoke to you through the bird and showed you. So it Absolutely. has to do with our hearts being tuned and choosing. I'm looking for your mm-hmm. faithfulness yes. and seeing
1: it. And that's one thing in the time in my recliner, in that stillness that the Lord was teaching me in that moment was to listen. To listen. He is always speaking. We just need to listen. And that was something that he truly taught me in that time, too. But another real hardship in this journey was not only was my heart broken at the loss of Noah, but my children's hearts were broken. And they were devastated at the loss of their dad. They... They loved him, and he loved them, and it was a genuine love relationship for them. And so their hearts were just broken in two, and I watched their relationship with the Lord struggle. Mm -hmm. And I remember Jessica saying to me, I don't know if I can trust the Lord or I want to trust the Lord if this is what he does. Mm -hmm. And that hurt hurt my heart so and I was even thinking some of those Mm -hmm. thoughts as well myself Yes. Mm -hmm. but you know I watched the Lord work in her life and just circumstances and people he brought into her life and I've watched God renew that relationship in her and she has seen Mm -hmm. evidence Mm -hmm. of his working Mm -hmm. and of his faithfulness and her faith has Mm -hmm. been renewed that God is good Amen. He is good. Yeah, and Tommy, he took such a wayward way when Noah died. He was he was hurt. He was angry. He was mad. He was mad at God. He was mad at me. He was mad at himself. Mm-hmm. He was just mad at everybody. And he was a, a freshman in college, and he just rebelled. And I just. I felt so helpless. You know, as a mom, when your child is hurting, your heart hurts. Mm -hmm. And I felt so helpless, and I just didn't know what to do to help him. And I remember the Lord one night. I was in the bed, and I was crying and I was praying for Tommy. And the Lord showed me a verse. It's Isaiah 50, verse 4. And it says that the Lord has given us the tongue of a disciple so that we might speak a word in season to someone who is weary yeah. and i would pray that to the lord and i would say lord you've given me that tongue and you help me to speak a word to tommy he is weary and he needs you so mm-hmm. and um but i would have to say the main thing that i did for tommy during that time is i prayed and i prayed and I prayed for that boy. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of years worth of mm-hmm. watching all of this fall out, you know. And I, I kid him because I'll say, Tommy, you know, I've got calluses on my knees from where I prayed so yes. much for you. And it was uh, it was neat to see what the Lord did because the Lord rescued Tommy. He was on a destructive trail. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know what would have happened to Tommy Had it not been for the Lord. And you know, we read in the Bible that the Lord is our, he's our good shepherd. And I think I read that for a long time and I thought, oh, that's so nice. (laughs) The Lord (laughs) is a good shepherd to Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you what, Tommy and I got to experience Mm. God the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. And that's another Mm. thing when you experience the Lord. And um, I I got to watch God leave those 99. Mm and go after that one little wayward sheep who had who had walked astray and God did one thing after another in Tommy's life that brought him back to him mm-hmm. and i look at Tommy today and Tommy knows the lord he loves the lord he is walking with the mm-hmm. lord and it is just a beautiful redemptive yes. story uh-huh of what Mm -hmm. the Lord did in his life. And there is no other way to describe it but that the Lord did it.
0: He did it. It's like that verse that says, I have no greater joy than to see my children walk in truth. Yes. Your prayers and your diligence to pray for him, and yet the joy that you continually get to see that yes. God's redemption mm-hmm. for Tommy and that is wonderful. Yeah. And it was a battle wow. for his life yeah. that you participated
2: in. And, yes. you know, what encouragement to all of us yeah. as to pray as moms, as grandmoms mm-hmm. and
1: mm-hmm.
2: not give up because yeah. it, it gets weary. It does. And, yes. um, you know, you pray and you pray and you pray and you just feel like you don't see anything turning in your children's lives. But, what encouragement, like don't stop. Yeah. You said like, you, I think you said it like a two-year journey yes. of praying for a good shepherd to rescue yes. him. And wow, that brings a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. It's, another, it's another story that right. hope arises
1: and I'm going to declare the word of the Amen. Lord and I'm
2: going to press in to prayer for my children. Yeah
1: more than
2: more than ever
1: yes and you know the Lord also you know show has shown me you know I don't know about y'all but when I tend to pray a lot of times I lay out a beautiful package for the Lord (laughs) about how I really think this should be answered you know and and really the time that I think we need to do it like right now Mm -hmm. you know and um I think that's one thing the Lord is continually showing me he does hear our prayers and he does answer our prayers yeah. But he doesn't always answer them like we that beautiful package we've laid out, because he's doing some, something so much higher and bigger than what we see, right, yeah. and he's weaving it in uh-huh. this person's life, in this person's life, in my life, and over here, and that's what makes him God, right. you know, yeah. that his thoughts and his ways are so much higher than ours, and it takes so much pressure mm. off of us that, that we don't have to fix it, you yes. know, but that we can truly trust Him mm-hmm. that He is here in our prayer and He's answering that prayer in His way and at His time. And I know um, I read one time a quote by Elizabeth um, Elliot that said, fear arises when we imagine that everything depends on us. Uh, yeah, wow. And I thought, that's, Say that's that again. That's really good. Fear arises when we imagine that everything depends on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and see and we can't fix it right. and we're not supposed to fix mm-hmm. it you yeah. know and that's when fear creeps in when we think that we are supposed to mm-hmm. and that we even can yeah mm-hmm.
2: and when you, you know, see the situation especially with children when you see the situation getting worse mm-hmm. you see the danger you use the word treacherous path yes. was on and you see it and it's like I don't think we say the words, but it's all like, okay, God, you're not doing anything, so I've got to move in action and do something. Uh And yet, there's nothing we can do. Right. 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 We cannot change a mind, change a heart, change a path of our children. It's just the stand back. But, The power of of prayer.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. To to press into it. Mm Because that mama nurturing that I think is from the Lord, but can so often get in the flesh too, Mm -hmm. is that we want to go in and rescue our kids because we want to keep them from having to experience that stuff or hopefully shorten the time. Right. (laughs) Okay, you're doing that. Let me tell you what to do or let me come do this for you so you don't have to. And that's like God saying, sometimes he'll go to great measures to like get me out of the way so that we kind of have to let them go through their journey with the Lord. And of course we're praying, but because unless our children taste and experience God for themselves, they, they're not, it's not going to be real. Their faith won't be real. That's right. It's just what we, and we want to give our faith to our kids, but at the same time they have to experience God for themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's hard to watch as a parent. And when you're, because I mean, we're, we're facing similar situation and it's been a long time and, Mm -hmm. um, it is very tempting to quit praying sometimes. And, um, uh, God's just like, but that's, that's the work, you know, as Oswald Chambers says, prayer is the work. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm, we are dependent even on God to keep praying, you know, for his spirit to keep interceding for our children or grandchildren too. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's always working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes. I, I, can't. If we can back up just a little bit to
2: the verse Isaiah 54, mm, verse four. Uh-huh. because you didn't just do the prayer work. You looked for opportunities to speak uh, truth. Right. And right. like kind of, so you were, able, how did you have access? Like, like, in conversation, in text, how did you speak those
1: words of truth, or did you just declare it? Um, like, how did I speak them into Tommy? You're uh-huh. talking about, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I would just the times that he was home, and and he didn't come home a lot i would just ask the lord show me how to speak to him and i gave him that verse Jeremiah 29 11 you know I was like tommy god has good plans for you a hope for your future and for your outcome you know and then i gave him um, oswald chambers um, devotion book and i said i want you to start reading through this and then he came home one time and this is one time that i knew beyond a shadow of a doubt the lord had given me a word he came home from college and he said, you know, I think that I am, I'm jinxed. He said, everywhere I'm looking, I keep seeing the number, I see keep seeing 9 And he said, you know what happened on that day? And he said, I just think I'm just a jinxed person. And I said, and I don't even know why I said it. I just know it had to be the Spirit mm-hmm. of the Lord. I said, Tommy, I don't think you're seeing the number 9 I said, I think you're seeing the number 911. And I said, I think the Lord is saying to you, Tommy, you need to call on me. I am what you need. And Tommy went back to college. And for the next two weeks, 16 times, Tommy saw the number Nine one one. It would be like um, the Porsche in front of him would have 9 yeah. 1 on it, or his grocery bill would be 9 1 or the alarm clock would go off to 9, uh, you know, 11, whatever. And it, but the biggest one is he had been in downtown Athens, he was at UGA, and he drove, he had been in down, drinking all night long, driving drunk home and he pulled into his apartment complex and there was a police car parked right in front and when his headlights hit it the whole the whole side of the car illuminated Mm. called (laughs) nine one (laughs) one and even Tommy could not deny that the Lord was calling out to him Uh to to come Mm. to him. So you know that was one way I knew that the Lord had spoken. You know, in that way. That's wonderful.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I was asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Good for them.
2: So, where do we go from here?
1: Well, I'll just kind of continue on with the story of the of the past eleven years and just that journey. But um, uh, six months after um, Noah passed away, um, my mother was diagnosed with um, cancer, mm-hmm. and the doctor gave her about three months to live. And so uh, pretty much for 24-7, for those three months, I took care of my mom. And, um, you know, it, it, it was such a hard place because, you know, I knew that my mom was dying. But it was also a hard place physically for me because I was by myself. And then I'm trying to work full time and I'm trying to take care of my mom and I'm trying to balance my life and figure out how do I keep going, you know, from here But one of the the beautiful things that the Lord did is he showed me the value of community Mm. and people being in your life and and people investing into you. And that's what people Mm. did for me during that time. Um, People would just call me and say, I I, want to give you a break. I'm going to come over and I'm going to sit with your mom tonight. And I want you just to go out and have a little bite of dinner and just have a moment to yourself and or people would come by and bring a milkshake to my parents or bring flowers or or meal or whatever and and people just kept rallied around me and helped me and it's made me understand the value of loving other people investing into other people seeing a need in other people but most importantly, let me hear the voice of the Lord when He says, this person's hurting or this person needs prayer, or, this person needs this, that I'm obedient to His voice when He calls mm-hmm. me to go. Because we can't take care of everybody, mm-hmm. but the Lord will bring people into our path. And I have. I've done it. I've I've, I've reasoned it away where I'm too busy and I can't do this and I can't do that. But when the Lord speaks, go, because it is a blessing to the people mm-hmm on the Mm -hmm. other end. And that is something really that the Lord showed me through that journey. Mm -hmm. And then when my mom died, I immediately became my dad's caregiver. Mm -hmm. And so for seven years I took care of my dad, Mm -hmm. and my dad had dementia. And my dad was a godly, sweet man, and Mm -hmm. he was such a man of prayer. And one of the sweet things that the Lord showed me is that my dad even ministered to me in his dementia mind, and uh, my dad, you couldn't carry on a conversation with my dad back and forth, and I would go out there, and I would say, what'd you have for dinner, and he'd go, well, I think I can remember, I don't think I ate dinner, and it could be five minutes before, but he had already forgotten that he mm-hmm. ate, or what he ate, so that was where my dad's mind was, but I could tell my dad, I could say, dad, would you... Um, so-and-so-and-so is happening, like, Tommy may be having a big test or whatever. My dad would not even let me get it out of my mouth, and he would start praying. And he would pray a beautiful, coherent Mm -hmm. prayer. Mm -hmm. And what the Lord let me see, that the Spirit of the Mm -hmm. Lord was alive and well with inside my dad. And that Spirit was what was praying. That wasn't my dad's mind praying. And so so the Lord just ministered to me in such a beautiful way through my dad. And this is the crazy thing. In the midst of all of that chaos and craziness of my life, God brought a man into my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he sent me a message and said, Hey, I went to my church. And, and I didn't, I hadn't heard of him, but I never had met him. And his name is Don Boykin. And he said, would you like to meet for coffee? He had lost his wife about a year before uh, Noah died. And he said, we were walking a similar road. And we met for coffee. And just instant, instant bond. But I, I kept telling him, I, I'm so overwhelmed. I've got too much going on. I don't have time to date. You know, <laughs> life is just too crazy. I'm too complicated. Mm-hmm. And we... Um, we dated for about a year and a half, and we did break up a couple of times because I just was in such a state of overwhelm. But I knew that that is who the Lord had for me, mm. and I think He knew me as well for Him. Mm. But what's beautiful about that is I didn't know what was about to come down the road but the Lord knew it was about to come down the road and the Lord knew I needed a good caregiver by my side Mm. and he gave me the best (laughs) when he gave me Don Boykin Mm. and um and I think maybe next week we may get into the story of uh what happened next in my journey and another storm that I'm walking through and I'm and I'm I'm still in the middle of it, but I want to share just how the Lord has shown himself strong in that and how he will
0: continue to as well. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. And we look forward to hearing more about your journey, and we hope that you friends will join us too the next time, so be sure to tune in. Friends, thank
2: you for joining us today for A Burst of Hope. Until next week, go ahead, receive his overflowing hope.